We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. Yes, Lord. We're blessed when we come and when we go. We cast down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must flee. For the devil is defeated. Sam. We are blessed. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed when we go and when we go, when when we come, we cast down every stronghold. Sickness and poverty must flee. And that's the key. Sickness and poverty must flee. For the devil is defeated. We are blessed. Hallelujah. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we come and when we go. Blessed assurance, Jesus is ours, mine. Mm. Oh, what a foretake of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit, washed in his, washed blood. In his blood. This is my story. Is it yours? This is my song. my song. Can you help me? Praising our Savior. Oh. All the day long. There's a blessed assurance. There is hope. Higher hope. Amen. In him. Greater hope. Amen. In him. I'm excited today. Yes, I know life has taken its course. Amen. Life has done its damage. But even though in the midst of all of that, there is still a blessed assurance. The assurance that God still sits on the throne. Yes, he does. And Jesus Christ, our advocate, our Lord, our Savior, mm. because of the blood that he shed, is interceding constantly on my behalf, on our behalf. Amen. And we're thankful and grateful, and we just lift holy hands and bless the Lord. It's a wonderful day in the city. Have you looked outside? Have you walked outside? Had you opened the door? Yes, yes. God has blessed us with a glorious, magnificent, extraordinary day. A day so great that when you have a personal relationship with him, you can feel his love because we get to exist under the canopy of his glory. Yes. And we feel the warmth of his love. Hallelujah. Because of the sun that shines and those rays exemplify the warmth, the care, and concern of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is Lord. He is Savior. Yes. Why, 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 why do we call him Lord? Well, he's our protector. Mm-hmm. Lord, he's our healer. Yes. Lord, he's our burden bearer. Yes, sir. Lord, he provides all of our needs. Yes, sir. Lord, the necessities, mm -hmm. wherever he provides. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sarah called Abraham Lord. Lord. Mm -hmm. Not out of worship. That's right. Not out of any other significance other than Abraham provided all of her needs. Lord, 
and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, provides all, all Amen. of our needs. And so I'm a needy person. <laughs> I need Jesus. Amen. We all do. I'm a needy person. Whether we know it or not. <laughs> and I need Jesus. Mm -hmm. I need Jesus to walk <clears throat> with me. I, I, I need Jesus to talk with me. I, I need Jesus to remind me that I am his own. Mm. A scripture a few weeks ago, amen, talked about we belonging to God. God knows us and we belong to him. He said that we are his mm. and I take credence. I gravitate towards that. Mm. Jesus is mine. One of the songs that was sung in our devotion this morning. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me let this go. Let me let this go for a second. I know that things are challenging in your life. Yeah. So in these challenging times, days in and days out, mm. Psalm 103 talks about David's focus to praise God. Mm for his glorious acts. Psalm 103 lists the acts that, that God had performed in David's life. And I want to remind us that God has performed some things in our life. Mm. And it's, it's easy to complain about life. Yes, yes. But David lists and gives plenty of what to do mm. and how to refocus, mm. how to refocus. Yes, yes. So we praise God for his forgiveness. We praise God for his healing. We praise God for his redemption. We praise God for his loving kindness and tender mercy. We, we praise God for his providence. We praise God, amen, for the, the, the justice that he provides. Yes. We praise God for the grace. We praise God for his patience. Mm. Hallelujah. And we receive all of what I just mentioned. That whole list and so much more, we're so undeserving. But yet God does. And if you look at Psalm 103 and then jump over to Psalm 107, which starts the last uh, book of the Psalms, praise God, starting from 107 down to 150, it speaks of the different, the different winds and different kinds of people. Amen. It speaks about us and our illnesses. It speaks about mm. us and the different things that we go through. But yet God is there for each and every one of us. And I thank God for someone who naturally is always ready and available to come and to share. I thank God for Pastor White from the Lily of the Valley, Praise Church God. of God in Christ, where our mentor uh, Dr. James Shaw uh, pastored, poured his life substance into and poured into both of us. And yes. it's just a joy that we can sit here as a product of that and even had an opportunity to communicate with a senior statesman of 82 years old, uh, Mr. Ozzie Leon Davis. I mean, Ozzie, Ozzie Leon Woods, praise mm -hmm. God. Yeah. 
yeah. from Bakersfield, California, yeah. who uh, was mentored by and encouraged by Dr. James Saul. You know, the Bible says that we would should not die. We should live on forever. Talking about that eternal life, living forever. Yes, sir. When you do kingdom work, you live forever. Yes, sir. Because every time we mention uh, James Shaw. Legacy. He lives. Yes, sir. He lives. Legacy. Yes, sir. He lives. He lives. So we're here this morning, this afternoon, praise God, with uh, Pastor White and myself welcoming you to Living Health Quality. You notice my, my rhythm, my RPM is kind of in that middle portion, not to, you know, step on the gas, praise <laughs> God, just to kind of be here to really speak to realness of today and to bring hope, amen, hope where there may not have been hope. Mm. And so it looks like I am literally drawing every word on the tapestry of your ears because I want to be intentional about information that's being shared today. The world is hungry for a living bread. And long time ago, for an answer, Jesus gave the key. Mm -hmm. He said, if I, if I, if I be, be lifted, lifted up, up mm -hmm. that he would draw. Now I'm going to take a little side, mm -hmm. a quick right turn. I mean, a quick left turn All right. in this right area. All right. For the last 11 months, instead of lifting up Jesus, we've been lifting up the coronavirus. Mm. Mm. And that darkness has been drawing. And it's evident, yes, many have lost lives. Mm. We've had to change our way of, of living and thinking and wearing masks and all of that. But the coronavirus has been drawing because it has been lifted up throughout this globe. Mm. Now, how about saints of the most high God, body of Christ, we get together and lift up the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus, and we be intentional about lifting up the name of Jesus. So if the virus and all of its deadly things that accompany it draws people to where we are now, then mm. how much more? body of Christ, mm -hmm. if we lift up the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. as Jesus declared and left it to us, he said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, song, lifting up the name of Jesus, hallelujah, yes, yes, so yes. you know that's what we're doing here yes. on Living Health Quality, yes. we're thankful and grateful for Mr. Cantane and everything that yes. he has done, his open heart is readiness to receive, amen, us here, embrace the word of God. We thank God for the Southeast Asia, Southeast Asian Children Foundation, mm -hmm. looking for those who've been kidnapped uh, by pirates, uh, Mr. Cantane's very own daughter. So mm -hmm. we're thankful and grateful that these products go towards that Southeast Asia Children's Foundation and everything is, is to the betterment. It's kingdom business. Mm. It's kingdom business. And so, yes, there's product, yet there's, there's revenue involved, and that revenue has been turned over to energy, 
to look for those young men and women who have been captured or kidnapped mm. by the pirates. So the Kennedy Coffee, the Cappuccino Kennedy Coffee, mm-hmm. the Double Espresso Kennedy Coffee, which has its El Tanai, has its Cordyceps, and also its caffeine, a formula that has been worked and reworked, and it has been tremendous in the boosting, stabilizing, and uh, and the uh, fortifying, that's my mm-hmm. word, right. fortifying right. the immune system. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to draw these words today. So, so y'all used to me rapid fire, the M60s, you know, uh, full going in rhythms. No, today we're going to use that, that old M14. Amen. That st- shoots one round at a time precisely and hits that target. So our target today is your health. Mm. Our target today is your natural, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. I'm doing all of this and setting the pages because I'm going to step back and, and, and move out of the way so Pastor uh, White can, can share. But we want to put the body of Christ on notice today in many mm. ways. Mm. One of the things that we do want to say is that the Cordyx bottle of 60 pills equals three, pack, three packets. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. More health benefits about uh, Cordyx, praise God. The Eltonai, the the Cordyceps, and the caffeine are those ingredients in every capsule and two capsules a day. Again, fortifies and strengthens that immune system. Yes. During this time of virus, also gives you energy, also helps you focus your thought process a little more when you have to do more than one thing. Because it could sometimes, life could sometimes be just like a formula. It could be just like a calculus formula. Yes. And you have to remain focused in that process as you're moving. And so the El Tanai, the Cordyceps, and the caffeine, they help the focus. They mm-hmm. help the process. They help, the, they help yes. energize. They, they do these things. And we're grateful and we're excited. And so um, for $40... Special promotion, $40, amen. Vice, $59.95, $40 with a money-back guarantee. Their mm. testimonials about the Cordy X. And so testimonials about the coffee. But the Cordy X, that's those two capsules, one in the morning and one in the afternoon, really, 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 really gives you that boost, gives you that push, and not like any... Not like five or ten pumps of a caffeine, mm-hmm. because that get, that does the job. But an hour, hour and a half later, you suffer migraine headache <laughs> because you crash because your body was sent up, and then your body was dropped. Well, and when that process happens, you have a headache. Well, the Cordyx does not set you up for failure. Caffeine alone. Overly mm-hmm. overdosed. Indulged, yeah. Overindulged. Yeah. Sets you up for failure. Yeah. So I thank God that there's no failure in Jesus Christ. I thank God there's no failure in his word. Amen. And I thank God that if you 
get on a regimen of Cordy X. It will strengthen your immune system, help you process, praise God, and also do many other things. So I'm so thankful and grateful, praise God. So we're talking $40, amen, for 60 tablets, vice $59.99. So come on, come on, come on. Visit Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. And with that being said, we want to talk about the body of Christ. We want to express to the body things that could happen and will happen mm-hmm. through obedient living in Jesus Christ. Oh. And so for that, for that, I, I believe that the Holy Ghost has discerned and given me a few things mm-hmm. that I've hit on that he has over there. Those notes I did not see, <laughs> praise God. I don't know what he's got praise over there, God. but I do know it's the word of God. And I trust the anointing. I trust Ooh. the healing. I trust the breakthrough. Jesus. And I trust the Holy Ghost power. Amen. One last conversation from this morning. Amen. There is the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit. So when we talk about sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay right here with us. Fill us with your love. And then you talk about send him on down. Send him on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. We can't do nothing till you send him on down. Lord, let the Holy Ghost come on down. Now, some of that song you talk about sending him on down. We'll see the Holy Ghost is already here. Uh-huh. Don't have to be sent anywhere. Well, but we speak to the power of the Holy Ghost. Yes. So yes. there are some some times when sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly, heavenly dove, stay right here. Stay with right here with us. With your love. Fill us with your love. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. So in those times, the Holy Ghost is nudging and gently drawing. Amen. Whole, I mean, Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is nudging, gently drawing mm-hmm. in a loving, affection, kind, mm-hmm. considerate, mm-hmm. grandmotherly, touching way. Woo! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then when you talk about, amen, Holy Ghost, come on down. Can't do nothing to you. The power of the Holy Ghost. You're talking the dudamus, the dynamite, the one that pulled down strongholds. Yes, sweet Holy Spirit. Pulls down strongholds gently. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost filled, pulls down stronghold with power. Mm. Amen. And goes into Acts chapter 2. Mm. After the Holy Ghost come upon us, mm. we shall, we will receive power. You have the power. I have the power. We have power to speak those things that are not as though they were. Body of Christ in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of everything that's taking place, the body of Christ has power. Each and every one of us make up the body. And so uh, Pastor White is going to take over now and he's going to talk about the body of Christ, the power that we have access to and how are you using your power? Well, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God for Dr. Johnson. I want to start with just a quick word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and praise you. We magnify your name. We honor you, glorify you, worship you, bow before you. Yes, yes. Father, we adore you. Father, we just ask you, Lord, to speak to us and through us, Lord. Let your will be done. Let your word come forth. Let your power and anointing be present, O God. In the name of Jesus, make all things come according to thy will for our lives, O God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. 
Father, we know that there are some things happening in our lives right now, God. Some things that have been happening in the church, some things that have been happening in the world, God. Some things that are changing, oh God. Some things that have gone for the negative, some things that have gone for the positive. But we want to give you glory in all things and to acknowledge you for who you are. And we want you to have your way in each of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, somebody's calling me. So first, natural, then spiritual. So I'm going to be the first one to take that $40 uh, offer. And... Uh, <laughs> Well, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and, give, and give my natural immune system a boost. Amen. Yeah. Uh, many of you know that I have a background uh, as a medic and a background as a uh, CPR instructor and, and a, little bit, a little bit of time in the ER and so forth. And, and so uh, I do have that little bit of, um, of background in Chinese medicine as well. And so uh, I've talked about these products and I believe in these products. And so uh, I, want to, I want you to know that we are practicing what we preach. We're not just throwing them at you and that they are um, having a positive impact, not only in the lives of those who take them, but in uh, the income that comes in as we uh, talked about um, the Southeast Children's uh, Foundation and, and, uh, and so many other things. And the fact that the gospel is being preached over the airwaves even now. So I thank God for the products for Mr. Cantang. Thank God for Dr. Johnson. Thank God for Samuel, Mr. Vinny, and the rest of uh, those who are part of this particular yes. uh, place that we are blessed to be in right now. I thank God for those of you who are joining us both uh, on Facebook and in other uh, avenues and social media platform. We love you in the love of the Lord and we appreciate you being here. I wanna go ahead and just start off. Uh, Dr. Johnson mentioned to me as we were uh, back and forth texting about the, the things that are happening in the world today and he, he brought up mass shootings. I looked to the, uh, the gun, gun violence archive and what they said is that in 2021, 2021, now it's only April, it's not even May yet, there have been 147 mass shootings, and that's only when you consider over four gunshot injuries that they call a mass shooting. So there are many, many more. I have a listing right here from them, and there are many that, you know, there's less than, um, than uh, four injured by gunshot wounds. So there's, there's more than that. And so as we looked at that, and I, I thought about um, what we're talking about today, of course, I... Uh, first went to prayer and then to the word of God. And I thought about what the church's role is in this. Uh, Dr. Johnson, you kind of set some things off in my head as you were speaking and as we uh, kind of went back and forth today. And one of the things that uh, went, uh, you, you said earlier, you said Sarah called Abraham Lord. And um, I remember uh, Pastor Lee, <laughs> one of my first mentors saying, um, yeah, he was doing a Friday night uh, pastoral teaching, and he said, Sarah called Abraham, Lord. He, he told the women, he said, don't go home and call your husband, Lord, because they, they're going to fall out. <laughs> and so that's the, and, and the point of that was that, are we really practicing what we preach? Are, are we really doing what we say? And so I went to the church's mission. I started thinking about the church's mission. Some other things you set up in my mind, too, but I'm going to move on. Um, Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So there is a purpose to the church. Now, I remember reading a book by uh, Rick Warren. You know Pastor Rick Warren, a very popular pastor who has written um, some significant things and said some significant things. And in the purpose-driven life, which most of us know, okay, most of us know very popular Bible study and book and everything. But before that was the purpose-driven church. 
And yeah. I enjoyed that book much more, to be honest with you. Not to put the other one down, but I really enjoyed that purpose-driven church book. And in there, he has uh, five things listed as uh, the mission of the church. Worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and mission. And what I did is I took what our church's uh, mission statement says and our piece of it, just a piece of it, and compared it. And here's our statement, uh, Pastor Johnson, to glorify God, to win souls to Christ, to edify the body and to impact lives in the community in which we dwell. Amen. The five functions, <laughs> fellowship and evangelism, discipleship, ministry, gifts, outreach, building up the body, caring for the community, discipleship, evangelism, missions, corporate praise, prayer, teaching, and singing. Well, if that isn't the Holy Ghost, I don't know what is. <laughs> so I just want to uh, put uh, scripture with those things that Dr. Johnson just said. Oh my gosh, Matthew 28, 19, 20. I think this is perhaps the most important mission statement in the Bible. Come on, uh, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, Do baptizing what? them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commend you, I command you, I have commanded you, excuse me. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so that first part where you got excited there, Dr. Johnson, go ye therefore and teach all nations. And so we have a responsibility to teach. And uh, it's great to preach. And, and preaching is important. Preaching is the evangelism, is carrying out the, the word, is, is spreading the word, is proclaiming the gospel. But we have to also teach and we have to disciple people. And after we bring them in, we have to teach them what their responsibilities are. Anytime you want to chime in, please. <laughs> feel free to I would, so I want to and so that one uh, that goes with to me um, uh, the, the the winning of souls to Christ but after we win them we also have to disciple them and then yes. and glorifying God John 4 23 24 but the <laughs> Come on. I can't read my writing um, so now but the love cometh and now is the now is the true worshipers the hour cometh, and now is the when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks such to worship him. God is spirit, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so we have a responsibility uh, not just to gather together and to sing songs. That's the beginning of worship. But worshiping is from within. Worshiping is about yes. doing something in spirit and in truth. Worshiping mm -hmm. is, uh, if you will, um, as you just said, boosted, if you will. Or I, I, there's another word I want, but uh, facilitate. There's another word I want by the Holy Ghost. Worship is in, initiated, it, uh, empowered by the Holy Ghost. And so when we have the Holy Ghost in us, we can truly worship. And so we worship in spirit and in truth. And then uh, the third one to edify, 1 John 1, 3 and 6 says, That which we have seen and heard uh, declare we unto you, that ye may also have fellowship with us. God wants us to fellowship. Amen. To fellowship, impact lives and the community, impact lives in the community. That's what this one is. And that's fellowship and mission, as you just pointed out right there, impact lives. And so true and that ye may also have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the father and with his son jesus christ so if we are in true fellowship then there should be a difference in our lives we're not just getting together 
um, and singing songs, but we're worshiping in spirit and in truth, and we're fellowshipping one with another in such manner as to encourage each other to obey the Lord Jesus Christ and to go forth and spread the gospel and make disciples. I think that's extremely important as to what we're going to be talking about today. And then verse 6 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. So you can't just say you're fellowshipping. There's a lot of people who have the, you know, the symbol on the car, the fish, and they have the, the thing on their mm -hmm. sleeve, and they have mm -hmm. the, you know, the cross on their neck or the yeah. crucifix yeah. on their neck. Yeah. But they're not worshiping in spirit and in truth. They're not affiliated with, with Christ. They're not uh, indoctrinated into Come Christ. On. There are some people who are outside the ark. Some, I was reading somewhere, and I can't remember to give. I like to cite. I like to give. Uh, but I've said this before myself. So uh, there's people outside the ark looking in, but they're not inside the ark. The only people that were saved by the ark are the eight people that were inside the ark, well, not the people who were out looking in, not well, the people who heard Noah preach and they said an amen, but they, <laughs> but they didn't follow the instructions. They didn't do what God said to do. They did not obey the Lord. They did not change their lives or their lifestyle. They went on, as the Bible says, marrying and giving in marriage. They went on. You know, they, they, I'm paraphrasing, I'm, I'm bringing it to our day, but they went on having a party. They went on having a good time. They went on doing their thing instead of, amen, accepting God's grace and God's forgiveness and accepting the opportunity God gave them to live through the flood. And so we have a responsibility to walk in light if we say that we are of him and with him and then edifying the body. First Thessalonians uh, 5, 9 through 11. And um, that's it for now for the scripture. But for God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him uh -huh. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even also um, you do, even as also you do. So we have a responsibility to edify uh, one another. And we have also an uh, opportunity and, an, and I think a responsibility to edify ourselves and to build ourselves up. But I want to, um, I'm just thinking, Dr. Johnson, there are some things that came to my mind. Um, the church's mission is to continue Christ's work. Absolutely. What Christ started, we continue. If now, wait the, a if, minute. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your flow. No, no, no. Please. But this thing jumped out at me as you were uh, talking. Says, and um, well, here is what I wrote. Most people are saved, but what else? Woo! <laughs> you see, you accept salvation. Yes, you sir. Accept Christ. Yes, sir. And then they stop right there. Thank you. Thank you. They stop right there. So we got to get past, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Okay, now what? And you disciples. See, and the, the, the discipleship comes in, but we can't disciple people who don't come to church. Well, or even to, and, and this is, I. <laughs> This is, I said this uh, last Sunday, not this Sunday. This Sunday was examine yourselves. Last Sunday, I said, God has made it so simple. You got, all you got to do is push a button. And I was talking about the fact that you can, now, you know, it was so hard to invite our loved ones and, and, and to, to get up the courage to invite people to church and to have them. Now all you got to do is, and I said, excuse me, two buttons, because you got to push one to tune in yourself and one to invite the other person. 
you push two buttons and you literally have invited somebody to hear the word of God. Please go ahead, Dr. Johnson. You, you were saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and the other thing you said, awake. Are you awake? Are mm. you asleep? Mm. Because, see, we can accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and then go back to sleep. I knew, I knew where you were going. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have a lot to do. And we as people, we want to tag everything or present the responsibility for my actions. Uh-oh. I want to present the responsibility for my actions. Uh-huh. On somebody else. Ooh, Lord Jesus. Rather than take responsibility for my Ooh, actions. Lord Jesus, that's the Holy Ghost. Go ahead, speak. No, you, you, please, because you don't, you don't, he did not see this, y'all. <laughs> he didn't see this. We have a whole generations. We have generations of people who have not accepted responsibility for their own actions. And blaming others for where they are. But hold on. I've accepted Jesus Christ ooh, as my Lord and Savior. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And if I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Savior, John 8.32 said, if I know that truth, then the truth will make me free. There's no chains holding me. Yes, we have had 400 years of maltreatment. And yes, the past two Ooh, years Jesus. been off the chain of being shot and humiliated. Mm, mm, I was mm, reminded mm. by uh, one of my mentors today that during times of old, when they would have lynchings, mm -hmm. they would post that we're going to have a lynching. And they would literally come out with marshmallows and, and set up That's and right. watch. That's the right. Like a show. That's right. But I can't blame that that happened years ago for me. What I do today. I'm responsible. And in my relationship with Jesus Christ, he said, I would know what truth is. And the truth will make me free. Amen. And that's freedom. Indeed. Yes, sir. Be free. I'm indeed. On, I'm on Sanctify on. them with thy truth. For thy word is truth. John 17, 17. I, I, I got, you know, you, you hit so many things, but you reminded me of something that this actually occurred. This is, this is for real. This is, I uh, went to visit a plantation. Um, I was somewhere around the world. As you know, we got to travel yeah. in the military yeah. and I was somewhere and people were talking about my hometown and they were talking about things I wasn't aware of. You know, or I was vaguely aware of the town I grew up in, Come on. but I took for granted. Now I'm going to all these other places and seeing all these other things, but my hometown. And so many of us take for granted our own hometown. And so uh, they had a thing called um, be a tourist in your own hometown. Oh, my God. And so the non-tourism season, these things were extremely cheap. So I went to one of these things and I went to visit the, uh, the plantation. And this, is, this was said by the person giving the speech at uh, the back of the slave cabin. The tour. The tour. The tour. He Come said, on, the tour um, guy. he said, not the tour guy, but the, but there was a guy there okay. who actually, you know, uh, dealt with this 
particular thing, the, 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 the plantation house, the little back house for the slaves. Okay. And he talked about the fact that the slaves had basically a place to stay and meals while whites were actually unemployed. The imagine the unemployment issue when you have free uh, labor. <laughs> so I was the only black person there. I was the only black person there. <laughs> and, and so obviously, the, you know, the people came up to me after and asked me, what do you think about it? Because they, they were kind of looking at me like, that was a really stupid thing of him to say. You know, and they were kind of like, can you believe his ignorance? And, it, it, you know, I, now I didn't say this. This is what the white people there were, were, were saying. Uh -huh. They were like, this, is, is he crazy? You know? and, so I, and, and so one of them asked me, one of them put it into words and said, what do you think of that? Where does that put you? And I, I said, you know, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in heaven than leader in hell. All right. So <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be free and deal with unemployment. I didn't say this, but I'm saying this now, than to be enslaved and have three meals coming a day, which the meals weren't much. But that, that's another story. But you just brought that to my mind because the, when you say the responsibility, people just have not, either side have not accepted responsibility. I will say that I believe that the aftermath of slavery does affect us today, does affect yes. us in our psyche, does affect us in our well-being, does affect us. And coming from the place that was the first city Stop. in the United States to receive. Charleston, to do, South Carolina, that's right, just to, do, to make to sure. Recede, yes, to secede from the Union, amen. Uh, you know the nine firefighters were killed there, and we call that yes. the Charleston Nine for a minute, but mm -hmm. then the Charleston Nine has now become the nine people that Dylan Roof shot and killed in a Bible study, which he was uh, welcomed into and treated finely by those people. He um, was not a stranger. He didn't they, drift in. Right. They, they knew, he knew the place, he knew the time, and he was purposed to do it in his own mind. I'm, I'm not saying that God purposed in his Thank own you. mind. He purposed to do it. Matt, Matt, it was premeditated. And so my daughter sat under Pastor Pinckney's, Clemente Pinckney, uh, teaching. Um, he, uh, Mother Emmanuel, AME Church, uh, Mother Emmanuel Church. And, um, and uh, that was right across the street from my high school I went to. Uh, one of my high school classmates was actually one of the people killed, and one of my cousins. I didn't know her that well. I wasn't that close to her, but she was my cousin. And so, um, so I'm just saying this hit me very um, close to home when you talk about responsibility. Punch in the gut. Be yeah, nobody, you know, these, uh, and nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. All of these mass shootings, I can go down the list, but all of these mass shootings, and when you catch them, if they don't kill themselves or they're not killed by the police, they have an excuse. I can't believe that people will excuse anything today. And so uh, we have a responsibility, and I believe as the church we have a responsibility. Now, I don't think it's the church's primary job to, um, to uh, social justice is not our primary job. Our primary job is to spread the gospel, is to teach and to win preach the gospel and win souls. Amen. But the and, government but, but the is gov not responsible. Come on. The government is not responsible for caring for the ills of people, mm -hmm. for caring for our, our needs, mm -hmm. our natural needs, yes, mm -hmm. but 
They don't even care for our natural needs. And because the government does not care for our natural needs, it spills over into areas which makes us spiritually deficient. And now we got the government is supposed to care. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Government for the people, by the people. All those things that the government's supposed to do, it's not doing. And we have people predisposed in their mind that they depend on government for everything. And so now we can't get people to Jesus. And so we have a system that's, been, I, don't, I don't really want to go off into this, but we have, a system, system. We have, we have a system set up um, where, for instance, um, for a young lady sometimes to get childcare, the childcare would cost more than the money she would make on a job. Absolutely. So it doesn't make sense to go to the job and give all the money to tr to try to childcare and then fall short. So I'm glad that I, at least somebody now is looking at that and saying, "Hey, let's put some emphasis on childcare." Um, uh, the immigrant situation. At least the Long Beach uh, facility has been open for those children. Yes. To come to. Um, so some things are being done now. There's talk of reparations. Uh, but what did it take? It took nine minutes and 36 seconds, I believe, of a white police officer kneeling on the neck of a black man and the whole world, the whole world is looking at America, the America we love, the America we served, the America we put our lives on the line for, the America that many of us left our lives in another place for. Um, it took that for the rest of the world to look back at America, and there's so much of America that still doesn't get it. The whole world is looking in and saying, how do you What's, not get what you're doing to your own people? Nine minutes and 36 seconds, we saw a grown man go through cycles of life. Calling for his mother and saying, I can't breathe. From a child perspective, mother who's long gone. Long gone. But calling mama. And as he, we see the process, open and we see three officers standing and we're not, not doing trying anything. to we're not trying to open anything because it's never going to close mm. it's always going to be an issue because no matter what state it's in whether it's a kneeling on the neck whether it's just abusive and disruptive and less than human interaction and conversation. It's not going to close. But yet, while all this process is still going on, there's a free space. So now we have to answer um, were there opioids or other drugs in the system? That has nothing to do with anything. Absolutely nothing. Whether or not there was a counterfeit bill has absolutely nothing to do with anything. The fact is you never have the right to put your knee on somebody's neck, ever. There is never a need for that. And there's certainly not a need to keep it there once the person is already uh, under control. Now, uh, another young man, Walter Scott, was shot in the back eight times in North Charleston, South Carolina, which is just acro literally across the street from my hometown. Literally. Eight times. On film, we see the officer manipulating evidence. We see him on film, and yet I saw a thread where people were defending him, defending his actions. He murdered the man in cold blood 
manipulated the evidence. It's on film, and yet people are defending him. And now he just put in for a set-aside or some type of uh, change to his sentence, so he wants to get out of jail. Now, <coughs> he does not deserve, excuse me, he does not deserve to come out of jail. However, um, I pray that God will, uh, will save his soul. I pray that his soul be saved. Now, so, um, so is Christ in us as a church and as the church? That's my question, because if the church is doing its job, Dr. Johnson, then shouldn't there be a manifestation of that job going forth? Absolutely, because there's the, the world, the globe, is set up on cause and effect. So there should be a direct effect upon the world from the church. Direct effect. The church should be influencing the world, but what I see unfortunately many times is the world influencing the church. Influence the church to the point that the world establishes a certain subject matter and presents it to the church and say, take this. And here I see, um, I, I just noticed recently, I, I haven't been watching a lot of TV and stuff, but people were asking me about this and that. And so I said, well, let me turn the news back on and um, <clears throat> watch something other than Law and Order. That's about all I watch. And so um, I, I looked. Chicago PD. <laughs> okay. I looked, at, I looked at this and I saw uh, these commercials. And in these commercials, we have celebrities who are telling our young people that they should indulge in this type of alcohol and it's going to do something good for your life. Alcohol on consumption continually kills brain cells along with nicotine. And uh, vaping now, because tobacco is against, the law, it's against the law to, to put tobacco on the air. But... You know, they're, what they're doing now is they're putting these things into the videos and, you know, they got the girls shaking everything and prostituting themselves. And they're literally actually talking out loud. They're saying it out of their mouths about prostituting themselves as if it's a positive thing. Now, I'm not talking about people being trafficked against their own will. I'm talking about people who are talking about making that money. The love of money is the root of all evil and the love of money will send you to hell. Straight to hell. And the church's job is to try to keep people out of hell. And let me remind, let us both remind you all that there's an entrance to hell, but I don't think there's an exit. There's not an exit. It's a one-way ticket. I want to live my life so that God can use me. And then at some point, I'm looking for eternal life. And my Bible tells me that the righteous will scarcely make it in. Mm. And then it reminds me that one unforgiven sin, one unforgiven sin. So we as the body of Christ, and I'm, you, you bring me back in after this. We as the body of Christ, we've got to stop quantifying different sins. So I, I, I think we all need to repent of all sins. And I don't quantify the sin, but I do say that... Um, to me, this this is just me talking. This I believe. Talk. I, well, okay, so I, I believe. I, here's what I believe. I believe that if you um, refuse to call your sin sin, then you're in more trouble. Uh oh. 
So but I'm going to call your sin sin. <laughs> yeah, you're going to call my sin sin. But if you refuse to call your sin sin, if you are going to try to manipulate the word of God and twist it and pretzelize it in order to make your sin okay, you're going to find yourself in a lot of trouble. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all of unrighteousness. my unrighteousness. Yes, sir. Create within me a, a clean, clean heart. heart and renew the right spirit, spirit a spirit that would help me to see you at some point, Jesus. Please, please. Amen. Anyone that I've offended, please forgive me. A broken heart and a contrite spirit. So God will forgive us if we ask forgiveness. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's righteous and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That if we had kept going in 1 John yes, 1, yeah. we would have got to that at verse 9. Um, but I want to say, um, <clears throat> what is the evidence of the church doing its work and what is the evidence in our lives? And so one of the things is, I'm not talking about opinion, but the actual. I'm talking about forensic, scientific, and spiritual outcomes. So we, I was talking to my brother and sister-in-law who are both uh, attorneys about the word forensic because I was, you know, um, forensic. Yeah, setting up for Sunday service and I was talking about examining ourselves and I was talking about evidence and I think that the evidence will show itself and, you know, you, the proof is in the pudding, they say, it's the taste of the pudding. So you taste and see that the, taste and see that the Lord is good. And so the evidence, what is the evidence? What is ma being manifested? How is the church impacting the community around it? How is the church impacting uh, lives of people? How is the church impacting the people that we're supposed to be feeding? Now, if you refuse to come and get the food, if you refuse to come online and stream, if you refuse uh, to go to the church, as Dr. Johnson said, then I'm, you know, I, I don't come to your house and spoon feed you, uh, but I am responsible to give you the word if you will receive it, if you will accept it. Now, I want to I want to say this real quick. And so the so there should be some spiritual outcomes. And I believe if those spiritual outcomes occur, then we will see uh, some natural things happen. But we know that first the natural, then the spiritual. So we got to feed those who are hungry. We got to clothe those who are naked. We got to uh, care for the widow and the orphan. And then we can give them that spiritual food. So have we examined ourselves? Are we carrying out the work of Jesus Christ? Now, on April 16th, FedEx, there was eight dead, you know, uh, uh -huh. eight people killed. And there are so many more that I could go through here, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say that uh, the gun violence archives, again, 145 mass shootings and mass shootings only when there's four gunshot victims or more uh, in just 2021. So what I what I want to ask, ask is, are we being reactive or proactive? Are we being reactive or proactive? I see a lot of money going into things after the fact. I see a lot of uh, uprisings after the fact. But I believe that if we are truly praying, truly fasting, truly doing the things that God told us to do, truly witnessing, truly spreading and proclaiming the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that a lot of things would be stopped. And I do believe that the Holy Ghost has a hand on things and is stopping some things that we don't know he's stopping. But I believe that more could be stopped if we truly went to prayer and fasting. Uh, Bishop J. Drew shared our new uh, presiding bishop and chief apostle uh, have called us to a time of fasting and prayer. And that's one of the things I was 
was doing this morning because at nine o'clock he has an online uh, telephone prayer session that I send out in my social media platform so anybody who wants to join can join. But the fact is that that's what the church has to come back to, which is not to say we weren't doing that. We've always, as Church of God in Christ, been supposed to be doing the 10 o'clock, um, I'm sorry, the Tuesday and Friday uh, fasting and prayer sessions. But what I'm saying is that he has awakened it and uh, sort of sort of uh, livened it up by uh, having each of the different departments uh, take uh, charge of one of these sessions that we'll be doing every Tuesday and Friday for a few more Tuesdays and Fridays. So now, so are we being reactive or proactive? We got to be proactive in prayer, proactive in allowing the Holy Spirit to empower, to empower us, proactive in getting into our word because the word will change us on the inside. It's gonna come down to, when we say is the church doing its job, it's gonna come down to each individual. Am I thank, doing my please, job? Thank you. Am I, <laughs> am I doing my job? Are you doing your job? Because my job affects your job and your job affects my job because the body of Christ is made up as our natural bodies. There's a head, there's oh. arms, there's eyes, there's mouth, there's ears, there's Come on. nose, there's this Speak. body. Speak, this Dr. Body. Johnson. We are part of the body. Mm. And my arm does not stay in my home and the rest of my body comes here. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Come on, Dr. Johnson. Come on. I does the church move together? Huh? Does the church move together? Does the church move together? <laughs> and we are the body of Christ. Woo, that's good. We are independent in our makeup, our spiritual and natural DNA. But together, mm. unity. Mm. Universe, mm. unity, one body. Mm. Let me, let me, uh, <laughs> let me, let me, let me. So, so there's another thing that came to my mind, and it's the outlook of the Second Amendment. Uh oh, the right to bear arms. And oh I, boy. I meant to bring my. I, I have oh several uh, pocket-sized constitutions. <laughs> Well, we you need know, to give me one of those. I'm, okay, I, I will. I will. I have. I have uh, constitutions and declarations of independence. But, but one of the one of the things when we look at it from the outlook of the Second Amendment now, and race is going to affect this because when a person, when a, a police officer or a person, and let me let me say this, I want to say two things here. I want to say one that I believe that ninety nine, I, I don't know if point nine, but maybe ninety five percent or ninety nine point zero percent. I think there's a bad 1% at least, maybe more. But there, 99% perhaps, a high level, a very high level of our police uh, personnel are putting their lives on the line. Every day. Every day. They are and not only- line, Wait, go ahead. Their, their, their lives are getting put on the line twice. Come first on. Come of on. all, first Come and on. foremost, their lives are put on the line to respond for public safety, public emergency. But then their lives and livelihood is put on the line a second time because there's a percentage of that department, of that law enforcement, that does not have the best interest of public safety, neither the best interest of those who are trying to fulfill their obligation and the total, uh, the total uh, power <laughs> of the swearing in, the oath they're trying to do that with everything that is within them, but they are being attacked and attacked. And I believe that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. And I believe through our prayer, through our fasting, and yet 
our active engagement, prayer, fasting, active engagement. And active engagement means, thank you. However, you, as being a body of Christ, what is your part in this you must do? Mm. I could not have this conversation with Pastor White if Pastor White was not here. Well. <laughs> so because both of us are here, you have a intellectual, emotional, Spiritual. encouraging, fortified with the word of God, hour of real-time information. Mm -hmm. It could not happen if we both were not participating. We are of the same body. Amen. Dialogue. Dialogue. And, and, and I want to say this, and this is not going to make me very popular, um, but I'll say, that, I'll say it like this. If Dr. Johnson and I have an, a, a disagreement on something, we can agree to disagree and still love each other and still be the body of Christ. But we have had different opinion Amen. in Scripture Amen. and in phraseology. Amen. And we have shared and talked. I'm not trying to pull him in my corner. I'm not he's not trying to pull me in his corner. But we love each other enough to get past our differences and see that the, the common denominator, I've been saying this for so many decades, of Jesus Christ is more important than my opinion. How can two walk together unless to body Ooh. of Christ except we agree? Come on. We're not going to leave and say, oh, Pastor White, man, you talk more than I did, man. <laughs> you, you took up too much of the time. You know, I had this to say. I had that to say. Well, this is real in the body. And how can you have this, this real type evil conversation? Because it's evil. Mm. A spirit of witchcraft is in our churches. Ooh, Lord Jesus. The spirit of witchcraft is in our churches. We have people in our churches who want to control and think they are in control and they have forgotten the fact that God is all in control. Woo! So, the Second Amendment. <laughs> Come on. So, the right to bear arms. When people, w w w so let me finish that uh, statement real quick. Uh, the, the officers that are doing good, I want to commend them. I pray for them. I'm thankful for them. We love you. And so uh, we love them. Now, that one, that percent, whatever it is, 1%, 5%, whatever that percent is that's negative and that's the rotten apples, we want them out before they affect the good apples. We don't want their worms traveling. We don't want that brown spot on them getting to the apple next to them and touching it and bringing racism and bigotry and hatred into those officers. So I, so, so I say that, you know, because when I make statements about police, I'm not talking about the whole police department. Uh, if it's in a negative vein, I'm talking about those who they know who they are. Amen. And so, and, and also I want to say this, and this is what's not going to make me the most popular is that there are whites out there who have suffered. There are whites out there who have been brutalized. There are whites out there who've been wronged. There are whites out there who have put their lives on the line for uh, not only the end to slavery, but the civil rights movement. There are whites who have lost their lives fighting for civil rights of people of color. So I want to say that they are also appreciated. So, um, and you know, I'm not here to win a popularity contest, Dr. Johnson. I'm not going to be the popularity contest winner. But I do say that, so, so when, when, when we speak of uh, racially, we're, or, or ethnically, 
We're not saying that all white people are evil. We're not saying that, you know, the, you know, uh, you know, one particular uh, entity is a devil or, you know, we're not saying that. Uh, well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, you know, uh, there are uh, differences of opinion and there are people who are evil in every ethnicity and every grouping and every geographical location and every nationality. And so uh, and some are, as you alluded to earlier, some are, uh, you know, uh, some are uh, demons basically they're demon possessed or demon you know uh, enacted or demon influenced and then there are others there are some who are saved but they stopped at saved they stopped right there they didn't go any further they never got discipled they don't go to church you know and I don't understand how people say well I'm saved but I don't go to church now I'm not talking about COVID I'm talking about that's just their attitude I'm saved but I don't go to church or I don't believe in uh, what do they call it organized religion etc um, but then there's the, also the group that is not, I don't believe they are saved. They, they think they're saved because they call themselves Christians. And I was in this group because my great grandmother was saved and she, you know, reared me for the first few years of my life. And because uh, I went to church on occasion, I thought I was a Christian. Amen. I didn't know what Christian meant. I didn't understand the meaning of the word. I didn't understand it took a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. I didn't understand that. I thought because I would, essentially what I thought is I'm not a Muslim, so I must be a Christian. Okay. Until I was inter, you know, in, in, in tune with things and, and, and learned other things. But anyway, so when you look at a black person carrying a gun and you look at a white person carrying a gun, there's two different perspectives. The black person is a criminal who's about to permit a violent crime or already committed. The white person is a person carrying out his Second Amendment rights. And this is because of what? This is because of the outlook of the media. Let me talk about this for just a second. The news media, the TV, the movies, etc. Historically, books have been twisting history. Amen. The, black, the, the Lone Ranger is a black person. The Lone Ranger is not a white person with a white hat. He, the true Lone Ranger upon which that character is based was a black man, all right? The richest man that ever lived was a black man. Many of the biblical characters we talk about and we think of, look like you, Brenner, and, and um, what's her name, uh, Elizabeth Taylor, um, Charlton Heston, these, these people did not look like that. They looked either at least olive skin to all the way black as we are. They, these, per, these were not Europeans, okay? The church, church didn't get to, well, okay, we're not going to go into church history because of the time, but I'm just going to say this. Look, look at this, uh, Dr. Johnson. When the storms occurred, when the black person was uh, carrying off food uh, from a store, they were looting. When a white person was carrying off a TV, they were surviving. When a black person uh, was uh, on drugs, and this started back in, what the 70s or 80s, uh, this started in the 90s with Bill Clinton, but this has been going on for quite a longer time and his war on drugs, uh, the war on drugs started way back, you know, with, way back. But, but the, but the point is that when there, when, when there is a drug issue, it is a criminal issue when criminal, it's black, criminal. but it is a medical issue when it's primarily in the white community. When gangs come into being, it's violent thugs when they are black young people, but it's juvenile delinquents when it's white young people. Come this on. is the media. I'm not attacking media, any media. particular ethnicity. I'm not attacking any uh, group of people. I'm simply saying what we see. This is the truth. When we see guns, we think of vicious criminals versus law-abiding citizens with significant rights 
even after they've committed sometimes these heinous and atrocious crimes such as a mass murder still having rights and are treated like people. Qualified immunity. I finally heard it being vocalized via email. I've heard it spoken about, but we had not talked about qualified immunity, which covers a sworn in law enforcement person to carry out his or her duties, meaning that they can operate based on who they are as human beings. Uh, they're, they're still human when they're operating uh, behind those badges. They are still human beings and qualified immunity says that we will protect you as you carry out what you believe is necessary at the time that it happens. And so qualified immunity is a very, very um, not difficult. It's a very strategic thing that's planted and it's strategic how you can get it removed. There is so much that we need to be aware of when you talk about our white counterparts and what they had to deal with and go through. The KKK originally was set up not for us as black people, but it was set up to bring and help encourage poor white people not to unite and work with us to combine and come together. Mm. And when you look at the water hose and the dogs, mm. and then look at, at nine minutes, 36 seconds, uh, both, both had the same reaction in different times. Mm. The water hoses and the dogs um, that were done back there, what's his name? I can't call his name right now. Uh, Bo, George Wallace? Bo Connor. Uh, uh, okay, the, the name's listen to me, but uh, the order to use the water hoses and the order to release the dogs and billy clubs and everything that went along with that, when that was publicized on television, it gave the world a vantage point into what was going on in America and what black people were, were viciously uh, the recipients of. And so when we look at nine minutes and 36 seconds compounded again, it was world view and the world responded. And body of Christ, we need to continue to respond. This has not been designed to be derogatory or detrimental to anyone. It basically, our purpose today was to bring some awareness and to give you some things to think about. Come on, church. Let us reason together. Come on, body of Christ. Mm. How can two <clears throat> walk together and except we are in agreement? And when we look at the black and brown and the people who are disconnected, it is all of us. It is one blood, one blood. We are one blood, hallelujah. And when we began to operate as the body of Christ, some in the headship, some in the handship, mm. others <coughs> are the spokesperson, others are the eyes, others are the ears. No matter where we find ourselves, we are in the body and it is very important that we function we function those whom he called, mm. he predestined mm -hmm. to become. 
I'm called. If you're breathing, you've been called from eternity into time to make a difference. Amen. And those whom he called, he, he qualified. Yes. He equipped. Yes. And when we get off the beaten Ooh, path, Lord. he justified. Mm, 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 huh? Yes, sir. Gave us an opportunity to be sanctified and cleansed and restored and renewed. Mm. Help us to renew our spirit. Cleanse our souls so that we could really receive the truth of the matters of the day and be an agent of change. And so we're looking for you. God's looking for you. We'll be out there doing what we're supposed to do. But are you going to be doing what you're supposed to do? The old song says, I want to be in the number. I want to be in the number. When the saints go marching in. Want to be in the number. When the saints go marching in. And believe it or not, we're marching today. But are you marching in or are you marching away? We want to lift up holy hands and bless the Lord. Thank you again, Pastor White. Praise God. Thank you, Greater Harvest. Thank you, Lily of the Valley, for all the loving support that you give. And we're going to stay on the battlefield. We're going to stay on the battlefield. We are endeavoring to follow peace with all, all men. men. For holiness without shall no man see, see the, the Lord. kingdom of God. So, Pastor White, thank you. Praise I God. just spoke about the promotion and Pastor White has jumped on the 49, uh, for, for whatever I said. What was $40, it? I think. $40. It $40 buys $59.99. So come on in. Come on in the room. Look at Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. You'll find the Cordy X. You'll find the Cordy X with the Elton I, Cordyceps, and caffeine, it will help fortify, rejuvenate, and keep consistent our immune system. And we need it today. We really need it. So we're thankful and grateful. Pastor White prayed in. I'm going to pray out. So let's look to the hills with cometh our help. Can I say real quick, yes. real quick, just one thing. Just I, When you think of the, the coffees, think of them because a lot of people are, are, are very familiar with green tea. Think of them as coffee, um, green tea in the form of coffee almost. It's not the exact same uh, as far as the, 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 the things that, um, that, that cause the effects, but think of it as green tea in the form of coffee. So if you like the effects of green tea and you like the taste of coffee, <laughs> so again, not the same exact ingredients, but okay. As a, now Mr. Cantain sent me a text over and I wasn't going to read it. But I thought I had too much. But since you brought it up, as part of a calorie-controlled diet, replacing a snack with green tea or another low-calorie hot beverage with could aid weight loss, the LTNI in green tea can create a savory taste, also known as umii. I can't see it. Okay. Uh oh, he ain't got his glasses. <laughs> okay, U N U M A M I and flavors that reduce the appetite, which often helps weight loss. Elton I, B 
benefits. Eltonized benefits. It has many of them. And so we're going to continue to bring forth information that's relative to time and space that you can make healthy decisions mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Pastor White, you got any else? Anything the, else? One last thing. Um, I can feel it. Hebrew, on. Hebrews 1, 3 says, The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by, the power, by his powerful word. And so I had 12 questions. I'm only going to do the first question. I had 12 questions for the, for the audience on Sunday. But the first question, because what I'm saying is, if we have, if, if, if Christ has represented God like this and we are to carry on what Christ did, then we ought to represent Christ like this. We ought to be the yeah. exact representation of Christ and be doing what he did while he was here. So I'll ask just the first question. Is your love for Christ portrayed in your love for all people? And is that portrayed in the way you treat all people? Emphasis on all. Emphasis on all. You always do this to me. So, so, so here's <laughs> what he just did. You heard what he said. Here's what he just did. He said that Jesus Christ represented the Father in such a way. And the way that Jesus Christ represented the Father, we should re represent Jesus Christ mm -hmm. in such a way, loving all people. Yes. Now, I'm going to go back to this. God spoke a couple of times. Yes, sir. He didn't speak a lot. That's right. He spoke a couple of times. And he said this. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and, wait, wait, wait. And, and Genesis, the second chapter, he spoke. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He yes. spoke. Come on. And in the New Testament, he spoke, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm -hmm. All the other times, him. Jesus was speaking. That's right. And then Jesus said, if I don't go, the comforter will not, will come. not come. If I stay here, I'm going to get in the way. So the comforter has to come. Comforter has to come. And so we see the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Body of Christ, let's line up. Let's line up. You do what you do, I do what I do, we do what we do, and the world will be a better place because of us. Father, we thank you for your love, your kindness, your tender, sweet mercy, more precious than silver or gold. Yes. Thank you for this wonderful, amazing day. Thank you for the excitement, the joy. Thank you for a spirit of anticipation and expectation. We expect you to show up in the name of Jesus. Jesus. We expect you every day to Bless us to keep us and to hold us in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Father, we're praying for those who have all types of challenges. Yes. The seniors who are making their way back through, through coming out of the virus yes. and going through that process of rehabilitation. The seniors have it because during the process of rehabilitation, their memory is challenged because of the state that you're in. You're almost put into a state of living dead because mm. of how that the that the breathing apparatus what's it called the uh the the, 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 uh, the, the, the respirator the respirator yeah. to have that respirator you are suspended between life and death naturally but the holy ghost spiritually is keeping us because man cannot sustain us he can sustain us uh, by those machines but when those machines are removed, then everything has to be started over again. Mm. The mind is in a place of, mm. of being uh, not active. So you're talking about the endorphins. You're talking about the uh, crisscrossing of the 
uh, receptors back and forth, mm. the logistics, all of that must be reengaged because mm. of being in that state of a ventilation. Yes. So, Father, we thank you right Ventilator, now. Ventilator, yeah. We thank you right now, Father God. We thank you right now for the knowledge. We thank you that God you. began to speak. And it thank took us you. over 6,000 years to catch up with what God was saying. Jesus. So, God, we thank you this day. I thank you for my mentors. I thank you for those who spoke into our lives. We thank you for friendship, relationship. Now, God, continue to live in us. Breathe for us on a daily basis. Live in me, Jesus. Live in us, Jesus. Live in us today. Body of Christ, arise. Body of Christ, awake. Body of Christ, come out of your sleep. Let us awake. Let us arise. And let us go forward. Blessings. We're speaking blessings. Satan, we put you on notice. So what you've attacked us? Mm. So what you're trying to kill us? So what you've been called to devour us? So what? We're going to continue to do what God has called us to do. Yes, we are the Jesus. righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we will continue to walk by faith and not by sight, looking to the hills which cometh our help, knowing that all of our help comes from you. Let this Make word be a testimony of our faith and our love yes. for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and every man, woman, boy, and girl of this world. In Jesus' name we do pray. Thank God amen. and amen. Thank you all for joining us on Facebook. We love you in the love of the Lord and appreciate you taking the time to be here with us.